everybody. <laughs> and this is the Honest Leo podcast with your girl, Miss Lowly to Jane. All right, this is episode two, and this is actually the very first episode that I'm recording from scratch, so I'm very excited for this. Um, I'm often very busy during the week, so I can never find the time to record my podcast. But I got the date of myself today. Um, I have nothing planned. I'm I'm going to run a couple errands later, but I'm just so excited to finally get this started because I've been wanting to do this. And for anybody who's supporting me, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. It is greatly appreciated. Um, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I hope I can provide content that you can identify with, that you can agree with, that you can, you know, <laughs> feel in your soul. Um, cause I have a great passion for this. Okay. So let's get this started. Today's topic is a topic that I've been dying to talk about for the longest, but just didn't have the outlet to really express myself about. Today's topic is about something that is really near and dear to my heart and that I feel is very important to raise awareness about. Selective mutism. Now, now, selective mutism, as defined by Google, is a severe anxiety disorder where a person is unable to speak in certain social situations, such as with classmates at school or to relatives they do not see very often. It usually starts during childhood and if left untreated can persist into adulthood. So this is my situation right now. I'm about to open up about myself a little bit, <laughs> not too much. I'm a very, I'm very much a closed book. I don't really like to divulge too much about myself, but I, you know, would love to raise awareness on this topic because people, and we're going to get to it later. People don't really understand that this is a disorder that I cannot control. Now, about long, long ago, <laughs> I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I knew all my life that I had some form of anxiety. Now, um, as a kid, I was always mute. I never really spoke, never was extroverted, Never was really good at making friends like other people are. Um, the reason why I do have friends is because people who are friendly reach out to me and they give me a chance and they want to talk to me and, you know, get to know who I am. And then eventually, you know, I become friends with them. But making friends was not something that was always easy for me to do due to the fact that I had severe anxiety, a.k.a. selective mutism. Um, you know, growing up as a black girl with selective mutism is really hard because in the black community, you know, we like to bash those that are quiet, that don't speak. We like to consider them rude, stuck up and all this stuff. And this is the very <laughs> reason why I'm making this podcast today because it is so full of shit. I am so tired of these, you know, false perceptions of people with selective mutism such as myself you don't know us and what we have to go through every day is an uphill battle <laughs> so today I will be getting into that now um I'm just gonna you know divulge a little bit about myself and my selective mutism throughout my life so 
um, when I started to notice that I was quiet, I was like in kindergarten, right? And then I was always just like in the background, like, like I, <laughs> I feel like a, a NPC in real life, like, cause I don't say a damn word unless somebody talks to me or unless I have something to say. My motto that I've always said is, I only talk when I have something to say, which is you know business related, education related. I don't like to just, I don't like to engage in conversations and I'm just talking about nothing. <laughs> like, wh what am I talking about with you? You feel me? And um, every time when I'm about to present or do something where I'm required to be amongst the public, I just have to constantly calm myself down. <laughs> Generalized anxiety disorder is a motherfucker, but this is not an episode about that because, girl, I could go on for about 20 days. <laughs> I could go on for a whole year about how generalized anxiety disorder is fucked with my life. But right now, I'm talking about selective mutism. So, in my life, I would like, in my personal day to day life, I'd like to say that I'm, in, I'm an NPC. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I literally be in the background, I just mind my own business. And it's like people. People say that they like people that mind their own business, but do y'all really like people who mind their own business? Because it's like, I don't even do nothing to nobody. Like, I don't say nothing to nobody, and people just be so annoyed. Like, they just be getting so mad that I don't say shit to them. And it's like, why are you so mad? Because I'm quiet. I literally can't control this. Like, this is literally how I am. Google says, selective mutism isn't is a severe anxiety disorder where a person is unable to speak in certain social situations. You know what I'm saying? Such as with classmates at school or to relatives they do not know very often. I want to touch on the relative stuff. Because every time, because you know I'm a Caribbean girl, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, in Caribbean culture, it's seen as rude when you walk into a room and you don't greet your elders or everyone in there. Now, I try my very best to do that all the time, but there were a couple times in my life where I, I didn't do it because I'll, I'm just so paralyzed with fear and, and anxiety that it consumes me. So it, it literally is a hard task for me to do. You know, something as simple as just saying hi to somebody is difficult to me. And I've had managers, I've had people address me like, oh, you don't say hi to nobody, you are very rude. You just say to yourself, you are very rude. And I'm like... You don't know. I I really want people to educate themselves on this disorder because it really is not a joke. You you say to things to these people, such as myself. You say things to people such as myself, and you judge us without getting to know us. We literally are consumed with fear. We can't talk. We're not good. We're socially awkward. We're not good at socializing. So throughout my elementary school life, I was always in the background. Like, you know, a couple people gave me a chance that was reached out to me because, you know, they understand. And shout out to all the people. Shout out to all my friends that I've ever had in my life, even if we was in Pampers, bitch, and we was friends. Shout out to all of them because they actually gave me a chance and got to know me. They actually gave me a chance to get to know me and my condition. And they didn't just put out judgment like, oh, she rude, this, she this and that. You know what? You can believe that all you want, but you really don't understand my situation and what I'm dealing with. So 
I talk so much about elementary school life because it factors in a lot. Like, it, it's very important to note my elementary school life. Because this is where the bullying and the targeting started. So I want to say in fifth grade, I had a teacher. <laughs> I don't know if she's still alive, but fuck that bitch. <laughs> it's the Honest Leo. It's the Honest Leo. You already know what's popping. Like, I keep it real. I'm, I'm just a cutthroat-ass bitch. I'm just going... That's, that's just how it's basically going to be. Fuck that bitch. If she ever comes across this podcast, Miss Diamond, fuck you. I don't know if you're still teaching. That was like many, many years ago, bitch. I'm an old ass bitch. I'm not saying I'm old. I'm not that old, girl. I'm just, I'm in my mid-twenties. <laughs> let me stop because I'm not, I'm not old. No, but like, let me talk, let me go off topic for just a couple seconds. Like, being in your mid-twenties is like, it's kind of like an awkward point in your life because it's like, you walk into a room with a bunch of older people, like, they think you've still got Similac on your breath. <laughs> but you walk into a room with a bunch of young people, like, in high school age, like, middle schoolers, they, they act like you you witnessed fucking Martin Luther King march. <laughs> they act like you was at Martin Luther King's speech. They act like you witnessed JFK assassinate. I'm like, golly, girl. Like, I may not be as young as y'all, but a bitch still young, you feel me? <laughs> so, anyways, to continue um, with the topic at hand, Miss Diamond, fuck you, bitch. I, I hope you're listening to this shit. I hope you come across this shit. Miss Diamond, she was a teacher at Wilton Manors Elementary, located in Wilton Manors, Florida. <laughs> that doesn't even sound right, but it's located in a small city in Florida called Wilton Manors. This lady tormented me and she bullied me. My mom can attest to this. She bullied me because I was mute. Because I was mute. She picked on me and embarrassed me publicly in front of the entire class because when she would call on me to answer questions, she tried to make me look stupid as if I didn't know the material, but I did. She knew I had selective mutism. She knew I was mute. She had some sort of vendetta towards me. This lady had a problem with me. Let me tell you what this bitch did to me. And this is why I say fuck her. I don't give a fuck. Bitch, I don't even know if she's still alive because that bitch, that bitch smoked, smoked cigarettes like it was no tomorrow. But she smoked them cigarettes like they were about to go out of stock, bitch. That bitch, cigarette on her breath. No offense to the cigarette smokers. I'm not putting y'all down, but this bitch, bitch, her breath reeked of cig cigarettes. <laughs> Okay? Her shit reeked of cigarettes. Her shit reeked, okay? Cigarette breath like a motherfucker. In the beginning of the school year, this bitch marked me below grade level for no reason. I was getting good marks on all my shit. A's and B's. I went to mom I went to my mom with my interim report. It wasn't the report card, it was my interim report. My mom looked at this. She's like, why are you below grade level, Lynn? What are you not doing? You're not doing what you're supposed to do at school? I'm like, I am. I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. She has some sort of problem with me, and I don't know what problem she had with me because I was just mute, and I didn't talk. So my mom, <laughs> shout out to my mom. She a Virgo. Okay, Virgos don't play. Shout out to the Virgos. Us Leos, we fuck with y'all for real, for real. Any individual Leo out there that don't like y'all, we don't claim them because we fuck with the Virgos heavy over here. 
So, my mother went to the fucking school. She was not playing no games, but she put heels on, her best blouse, her best slacks, <laughs> slicked her hair back, put her fucking lipstick on her lips, went to that motherfucking school about me. <laughs> she went to confront that lady, and that this was before, like, School shootings was happening because it was post-Virginia Tech. But school shootings wasn't as common as they are these days. So, <laughs> she goes to this lady's classroom. So, it was back when, you know, security was lax at school. Like, you could have just walked into a classroom. Yeah, it was that long ago. But it was post-Virginia Tech. Not not that long ago from Virginia Tech. Um, Virginia Tech happened in 07, right? Yeah, so it was it was in 07. This happened in 2007. So, I think Virginia Tech didn't happen over the summer or the beginning of 2007. I think it was the beginning of 2007. So, this was post-Virginia Tech, but, like, school shootings wasn't, like, back-to-back type shit around this time. So, security was not that tight. So, parents could just walk onto campus and go inside a student's class. You feel me? You can't do that these days. But I digress. Anyway, she went into the classroom. She confronted this lady. She's like... Um, why, why is my daughter below grade level? And she gonna tell my mom, oh, cause, um, she not doing good on her work. My mom's like, let me see the work. <laughs> my mom says, show me the work. Show me her work right now. She pulled out, this was back in the day. I don't know if they do this anymore. This was back when they still had physical grade books. Like the grade books where you would actually write in the grades on their desk. So she had a manila folder and she pulled out all my assignments and them bitches said A, B, A, B. And my mom's like, why is she below grade level and she has A's and B's? Trust and believe on the next interim report, my shit was above grade level. <laughs> I'm like, you see this bitch? So with that being said, this bitch targeted me because I was quiet because I didn't really say nothing. And I, I didn't really, I didn't want to go off. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to go off on this podcast, but every time I remember this shit, I become enraged. So, Miss Diamond, fuck you, bitch. I forgot her first name. Oh, yeah, now I remember it. Her full entire government name is Cindy Diamond. Yes, I'm on that petty today. Fuck with me if you want to. <laughs> her entire name is Cindy Diamond. I don't know if the bitch is still alive or if she got mesothelioma from all them fucking cigarette smoke she was chewing on. But, bitch, if you still alive, fuck you, and I still don't like you, bitch. You traumatized me. <laughs> Bitch, you traumatized me, okay? Because how dare you? How fucking dare you bully a child? I was 11 years old. You bullied me because I had so paralyzing social anxiety and selective mutism. You targeted me. You put me on the spot in front of the classroom, and you hum- you you humiliated me in front of everybody. And for that reason, I don't fuck with you, and I wish you nothing but the worst in life, bitch. I'm not going, I'm not the type of person to take the high road and, t- and be the bigger person, bitch. I'm 5'1". What the fuck do I look like being the bigger person? Fuck you. I'm not being the bigger person, bitch. Fuck you. And I don't give a fuck about what you got going on. I'm pretty sure she's retired now, because I think when I, when she was, when I was a kid and she was my teacher, I think she was like in her late 40s or some shit. And that was like 15 years ago. So let's just say she was like 45. The bitch is 60 now, 50. No, not not 50. She's 60 now. Unless she want to, because I remember around that time, I had there was a bunch of old ass teachers. It was a bitch in her 70s still teaching. I'm like, golly. 
And your 70s, he's supposed to be at Mar-a-Lago playing golf or some shit. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> anyway, from that day on, I just was mad traumatized. It, it just traumatized. But that's not, it, that's just the fucking tip of the iceberg of this trauma. Because things will get far more worse for me. <laughs> hey! Little do y'all know. And we're we going to talk about it. Yeah, we're going to dissect it. We're going to talk about it. You feel me? Because, you know, I'm just that type of bitch to do that. So, anyways, continuing on. Um, Here's how she actually put me on the spot. Because all I, 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 I describe this situation very vaguely. So, I'm going to go into detail and tell y'all how this bitch put me on the spot. So, we would be doing reading assignments, right? Where um she would read um we would read out of chapter books and shit and then we would have to like um tell she would ask us questions to make sure that we knew what was going on and we was up on our um what you call it like and we was paying attention type shit you know so she would ask a random question be like oh so blah 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 and then she would look at me with this menacing ass look. This bitch would give me this vindictive ass stare. She would give me this fucking sour ass look and be like, Lynn, was her tone being just like that? I'm like, and there'll be times where I'd stay quiet on purpose and just look at her. Cause I'm like, bitch, you're picking on me. You are a grown ass miserable bitch. Nobody ever wanted to fucking marry you. All you had was your fucking crusty eyed dog at home and your cigarettes. And you want to be miserable as fuck. So you take that shit out on me because your ass is so fucking lonely. And I'm not even on, I'm not even the type to get on women for being by themselves. But you can just tell that she reeked of misery. The bitch was miserable. Because she wanted somebody to spend the rest of her life with and she's just so insufferable, nobody wants to deal with her bullshit. She would look at me and the look on her face, I will never forget that. She'll be like, Lynn. And I'll just, we just have a staring contest and she'd be like, so you're not going to answer my question, Lynn? And everybody would be looking at me and I would just be so fucking humiliated. I'd be so fucking humiliated. Like, she got on me. Like, really got on me. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this bitch? And I never did shit to her. Bitch would just pick on me. She ought to be ashamed of herself if she's still alive. <laughs> Any fucking ways. I just want to um give a quick disclaimer. um Because I understand that I... <laughs> I mentioned cancer um i didn't mean it in like an offensive way i just he so to anyone out there who had cancer i'm not trying to offend you guys and i'm not trying to wish cancer on nobody because when it comes down to it i don't play around about diseases so i would never wish a disease on someone but i'm just saying there's a probability that she would have had cancer due to the fact that she was um, a heavy smoker so to anybody out there who's listening to this podcast who has cancer and you took offense, I apologize because that was never my intention. I don't wish cancer on people. I don't I don't make I don't make it seem as if cancer is not serious. It is very serious. I don't play around about illnesses at all. I'll never wish an illness on somebody. So I just wanted to mention that just to clear the air, you know, just in case if anyone, you know, would have gotten offended by that because um, I just felt like I needed to take accountability for that if that came out wrong you know but continuing on so I leave middle school 
Last day of elementary school, she was crying and shit. I'm like, talking about she was going to miss us. Bitch, shut the fuck up. Bitch, shut the fuck up. You trying to act like you this good person, you not. Like, you, you just a bitch. So, segue into middle school. In sixth grade, I didn't get bullied. I, again, I was just an NPC. In seventh grade, oh my God, I don't like talking about seventh grade because this is the year I don't talk about this shit. So traumatizing. I ain't going to go into detail because it's some shit that I'm still healing from that I'm not ready to talk about yet that nobody knows about. But I got bullied. I got bullied and a bunch of bitches just hating on me, you know? picking on me I remember there was this one boy in my class in seventh grade who just again the public humiliation he would just say something it was so embarrassing god I just don't even want to I don't even want <laughs> I don't even want to reiterate what he said I don't even want to repeat what he said because that shit just it hurts so much that I don't even want to um I don't even really want to I don't even want to really repeat what he said I'm not bringing that up again because it's going to bring up so much trauma. Like, oh, my God. Like, y'all don't understand how, how traumatized I am talking about this shit right now. But, of course, the type of person I am, like, I talk about some traumatizing shit, and I try to make it seem a little... I, I try to add a little comedy to it. You know what I'm saying? I don't want shit to be, like, too dark and shit. You feel me? So, like, I, I don't want to, like, you know, dim the mood down, you know, darken the mood and shit. So, I'm going to talk about this shit. So, I was bullied heavily in seventh grade. Heavily. That was probably... The point in my life in which I was bullied the the harshest. Yes, it was really bad. So, in like late 2009, right, it was my first day of seventh grade. And then it was these three fucking people. Now, when it comes down to people, my peers, I'm not going to mention their names and shit because I don't want no shit to start. And then they end up coming across this podcast and then they... You know, be like, oh, bitch, you was talking shit about me. Like, I'm not talking shit about nobody, but I'm just talking about my trauma and shit. And you happen to be a part of that. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was these, um, these three people. This one gay guy who obviously was in the closet at that time. He tried to act straight, but, you know, his, you know, his mannerisms was that of, you know, little limp wristy, you know? <laughs> and... Motherfuckers, before y'all come for me talking about something, I'm homophobic, bitch, I'm gay. Like, <laughs> I'm gay. Like, come on now. Like, you know I don't mean it like that, you know? So it was this man. It was not man. We was like 12. So <laughs> it was this boy and two girls. And um, we'll call the, we'll call the boy Dante. So Dante and the other girl, we'll call her Bonquisha. So, Dante and Bonquisha, the first day I walked into that class with some strangers and they was laughing at me. I'm like, why are these motherfuckers laughing at me? Like, what the fuck did I do? I just walked in. Like, that's literally all I did. Like, I was fresh. I thought I was fresh. Like, I just had on a regular shirt. Like, literally, I didn't have on anything embarrassing. All I had was a purse. I mean, not a purse, but you know, them canvas bags, a tote bag. I had a tote bag. It was black and white. And my tote bag matched the shoes. Because that's just what I like to do. <laughs> I used to like to match, the, match everything I had on. So I had the tote bag and I had the shoes to match. It was like black and white stripes. And my shoes was like from Payless. <laughs> and they was like 
black and white stripes too, bitch. We was in middle school. Like, what the fuck does do, do it look like? Like, bitch, we ain't had no Balenciagas. Bitch, I, my mom wasn't about to go to fucking Champs and buy me some sneakers, bitch. It was middle school. It was 2009. Like, what the fuck? So, and I had a yellow, a, just a regular plain yellow uniform shirt on. It was just a regular shirt. Like, there was nothing funny about the fucking shirt. Like, it was just a shirt. Like, it was just a shirt. Like, a, a collared uniform shirt from Target. And the pants was like some dickies. Some dickies that was very form-fitting. That's it. Like, there was nothing funny about my outfit. And then I had like a ponytail, you know, <laughs> a drawstring ponytail. Because, bitch, ponytails had me like such a chokehold in middle school. So I just walk into class and I talk to the teacher, tell him I'm in the class, new and shit. I was trying to look for my way and shit. And they get to laughing. I'm like, bitch, why the fuck is y'all laughing? <laughs> in my mind, that's something like, I'm like, why the fuck are these fucking dingbats laughing? So I'm like, okay, these fucking knuckleheads. And so I just sit down. And they talking about some, oh, she probably bought her shit from City Trends. My, listen, this is not to bash anybody who shopped there or who used to shop there. But I can put this on everything I love. My grandma and my aunt is looking down on me from heaven right now as I say this. And I put my hand on the Bible. May God strike me with lightning as I'm saying this if I'm lying. I've never been to City Trends. I've never stepped foot in city trends a day in my life. Not that it would be a problem, but it just was not my cup of tea. So I'm like, I've never been to city trends. It's giving that you guys shop there and you guys are childish as fuck and y'all are insecure. So y'all feel some type of way about shopping at city trends. So y'all try to put it out on me. My shirt was from Target and the goddamn Dickies was from this store called Army Navy that no longer exists anymore. I mean, it still exists, but they call it something different these days. It's not called Army Navy anymore. And the shoes was from Payless. Like, so if you wanted to bully me about something factual, you could have bullied me about the fact that my shoes was from Payless. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the, and my bag was all, my tote bag that I had was also from Target. So what the fuck do you guys got going on? Like, on some real shit. I'm like, what the fuck do these people got going on? Like, on some real shit. Like, dead ass. Like, y'all, y'all over here making fun of me because... I, I, I got my shit, talking about some, I, she probably got her shit from City Trends. Bitch, and if I did, so the fuck what? At least I wasn't walking through there butt naked with some ripped ass clothes. Bitch, I was fresh, I was clean. My clothes was clean, everything was clean, so what the fuck are you talking about? I smell good. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, w even if I did, what, what's, what's the problem? Anyway, and then they just, from that point on, they just, every time they see me, they snickered. I'm like, bitch, what the fuck is so funny? And they would just make these slick little jokes, and I would just put my head down. Like, I literally would go to sleep in class. Like, in seventh grade, I fell off terribly with my grades. Like, in sixth grade, I used to be in advanced classes, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? In elementary school, I was in advanced classes. I was fucking on my shit. But I stopped doing my work in seventh grade because I was constantly being bullied and teased. And I never said anything about it. Why? Because I have selective mutism. So it was just so unbearable. Like, and it got worse. It got worse. So that's just the tip of the iceberg for that situation. And then a third girl joins them. And then as soon as she joins them, she just, her shit was vicious, right? Because she actually ended up not liking me. Like the other people, like the boy and the girl, like Dante and Bonquisha, like they was just being petty, like petty jokes. But it's not like they had like, hatred towards me the third girl that joined them though we're gonna call her um 
Patricia. When Patricia joined them, she had hatred towards me for no reason. I'm like, bro, she would actually give her hurtful ass insults towards me. Like shit that fucking cut deep. She would say I look cheap. She would say all this hurtful ass shit. Talk about my ponytail, my drawstring ponytail. <laughs> and she had a fucking sew in in the seventh grade, bro. But you want to talk about my, my ponytail, but you had a sew in. We in seventh grade. Why you got a sew in? Like, bitch. What the fuck? So anyway, this bitch, she just starts viciously. And she would always give me this look. Like, this look of pure hatred. I'm like, what did I do, bro? Like, I'll just put my head down and I'll just shake every time I went to classroom. Every time I walked into that class, I would just pray to God that these people would be in ISS. Because they was always breaking the rules. So... Boy, on them days where there was an ISS, I would be so happy. I would be like, yeah, we're going to have a good day. And then later on in this, later on in the year, right, this little white boy that was also in the class started bullying me. And his, sh that, that's the insult that I will not repeat. That shit was so fucking hard because it just was simply obviously not true. But for some reason, he just kept saying it. And it was just so, oh my God, like just thinking about it, just ugh. every time that boy would be suspended because he would always be breaking the rules. He would always be doing some fuck shit. So every time he got an external suspension or in school suspension, I'd be so happy because every time he made that joke, he was like the class clown. He would make that joke about me and everyone would just die laughing and the teacher just sit there, not even report for bullying. I'm like, child, I don't even know what to do no more, child. <laughs> I would just sit there. I wouldn't say shit because, again, I had selective mutism. I had anxiety. Like, all I could do was sit there. I couldn't bring myself to say shit no matter how much I wanted to say something. No matter how much I wanted to walk up to that boy and just deck him in his shit or fucking say, you stupid little piece of shit, boy. Like, some shit to defend myself. I wouldn't because it's like I was just so paralyzed. I just couldn't talk. No matter how much I wanted to say it, it wouldn't be able to come out. And if it came out, I would look a fool. Everyone would laugh at me and tell me to shut up and shit. But anyway, oh, 2010. This is a year. I, <laughs> this is a year I infamously talk about that I say I will never talk about. I know that didn't make sense. So let me reword that. <laughs> this is a year that I always tell people. If that I always tell my friends, I never want to talk about this year. Like I don't talk about 2010 in detail. I don't talk about it because that year, it was literally so traumatic. Like. This year, oh my God, like every time I think about the shit that I went through, I, I get brought to tears and oh my God, if I, if I start crying, I'm gonna have to pause this and, and, you know, take a moment and come back because the worst things imaginable that you can possibly think of, of happening to a human being happened to me that year, but I don't want to talk about it because I'm not ready to talk about that yet publicly. It's some, it's just some sh shit that, you know, it, you know, if you was a close friend of mine, I told you, but other than that, I don't talk about 2010. That year is just very hush, hush, very quiet. I just keep it to myself. I, I don't talk about it, but the only reason I bring it up is because something, you know, the traumatic event happened and the person that did that to me, twisted the story, knowing exactly what he did to me. He twisted the story 
told everybody, and I was bullied by the entire seventh grade for something that wasn't even true. Um, I don't even want to talk about <laughs> nothing else having to do with that, but I resorted to a point where I wanted to remove myself off of this planet. But I'm going to swiftly move on from that because... I'm not ready to talk about it. <laughs> so, after that happened, you know, life started looking up for me, you know? Life really did start looking up for me. Like, it was like life got so much better once I left middle school. And, you know, in high school, I was basically an NPC. Like, I had a, a couple people I talked to, but for the most part, in class, you would never hear my voice. Now, I want to fast forward from school, and I want to go straight into the workplace. I remember when I was working in retail, um, I was just really reserved, <laughs> as I am, because I don't talk, I don't socialize. The only time you hear my voice is, again, professionally, you know, if I'm doing my job, this is a retail establishment. I have to interact with the customers. I have to make their experience great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And shit like that. So there was a couple coworkers. Shout out to them. If you end up listening to this, I fuck with y'all. Um, that, you know, gave me a chance and didn't, you know, didn't bash me, didn't judge me. They at least try to become friends with me and get to know me. And I and, and I appreciate the fuck out of y'all. Y'all know who y'all are. But for the people who didn't do that, fuck you. Okay, it was a bunch of people who just assumed I was rude because I never said shit. And it's totally not the case. Like I said, I have social anxiety. I have generalized anxiety disorder. I cannot control how I act. I just cannot control it. Like, what do you want me to do? Literally, what do you want me to do? They would have a problem with me just going home straight out of straight out of work. I'm like, what am, what am I walking around talking about? <laughs> like, what am I walking around talking about? Uh, like, I'm talking just to talk. Like, like be for real. Be be for real. Like, come on. Like, let's be dead ass now. So, just because y'all like to run y'all mouth, like we're all different people. At the end of the day, we all have different personalities. Just because you're extroverted doesn't mean I have to be like you. Just because, you know, you could go talk to other extroverted ass people. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to get on me and try to make me seem like something that I'm not just because I'm not a social person. It's okay to be social. There's nothing wrong with that. It's okay to be a social butterfly. And then I had managers be like, oh, well, you're not going to get that far in life if you don't put yourself out there and be friendly. Want to? I literally cannot. Okay, I'm. I've always been the person, and this is why this podcast is called the Honest Leo. I want to be true to myself. Okay, I want to be true to myself. If I go around trying to act friendly, it's not gonna come off genuine. It's gonna come off awkward as fuck, and I'm gonna get bullied. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get bullied. 
it's gonna come off awkward as hell. It's not gonna come off genuine because that's not who I am. That is not me. You know? And so social media always been a way that I basically like was able to open my mouth up, you know, like this podcast, like I'm talking right now. But if you see me in the street, you're not gonna see me say shit. Like, like I said, like I'm a polite person. I will say hi when I see when you say hi to me. But it's like if I pass by you and you take offense to that, and I don't say nothing, don't take offense to that. Like, cause it's literally not that deep. That's literally not what it is. I just, it's hard for me to talk. And when I'm around people that I don't really know like that, it becomes even harder for me to talk. Because I don't know you. (laughs) I don't know you, you know? So, the shit be so damn difficult. And motherfuckers want to get on me because I don't want to talk. And it's like, why? Why are you so bothered? Why do you want me to talk so fucking bad? Why are you so bothered that I'm not saying anything? Why does it matter? (laughs) Literally, why does it matter? Like, why assume that I'm rude? Why assume that I'm stuck up? Why assume all of these things? You know, especially in the black community, me being black, it's really hard to have selective mutism around black people. It really is. Because they want you to talk so bad and, and oh, you're rude. She thinks she all that. She she just ain't got no manners. How? I have a disorder I literally cannot control. If somebody walks in with a dis, uh, with another type of disorder, such as, you know, some stuff they can't control, such as autism, dyslexia. How are you going to tell them to just stop being dyslexic and stop being autistic? They can't. They cannot. It's not that simple. And people have to realize that. You know, I'm glad I was able to shed light on selective mutism today because somebody has to do it, okay? You know... And if I could be the person to basically bring this to the forefront, ooh, I accidentally knocked my microphone. I hope y'all didn't hear that. Um, if I could be the person to bring this to the forefront for the black community to listen, for anybody in any community, you don't even have to be black, just for you to hear me out and just for you to listen, listen to me when I tell you, just because I do not speak, just because I am reserved and I mind my own business, does not mean I am rude or stuck up. I have selective mutism. And you have to get to know me. You have to give me a chance. That's why I shout out to people who always understood. Some of us motherfuckers be shy. (laughs) Some of us motherfuckers just be reserved. And that is perfectly okay. You know? I've had people that get mad at me because I don't text first. Or I take a long ass time to text back. It's all this stuff. Communication is overwhelming. Even texting. Yes, even something as simple as just typing words into a goddamn mini computer. (laughs) Is difficult for me. And you would never understand. There's some people who will never understand. And the reason why is because that's just not who you are. You wasn't born with this disorder. I was. So with that being said, I'm just so glad. And I hope I become the voice of the people out there with selective mutism who always get these bad judgments. 
we got to stand up and we got to say something, even though we might not be able to say something, even though we don't want to say something. Okay. Like, you know, and I'm still on Google right now. And it says what triggers selective mutism. And it says researchers are still learning about factors that can lead to selective mutism, such as an anxiety disorder, poor family relationships, unrelated psychological issues, self and self-esteem problems. Um, so I actually do want to address this poor family relationships. Um, there are some family members that I do not talk to because of that reason. So that is absolutely correct. Um, untreated psychological issues. Again, I have generalized anxiety disorder. I've never got it treated. I don't even take meds for it. Literally presenting something makes me so nervous that I have to take a shit every time. Every time I'm about to do something public, I have to take a shit. Like, I get so nervous that shit start forming in my ass somehow, and I just go to the bathroom and I have to shit. Because, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If, if somebody, look, if you constipated, just develop anxiety somehow. <laughs> you go shit. Trust me, you go, you go shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, Self-esteem problems. Okay, I actually want to talk about that because a lot of my social anxiety comes from my bullying. <laughs> social anxiety is a motherfucker. This is the reason why when somebody is around me is roasting somebody else, I just, I quickly walk away from the scene. I don't like to be put on the spot. I don't like going, I don't like parties. I don't do parties. Like, I'll go to a little rooftop bar, you know, a little a little place, a restaurant. I can do restaurants. I don't do parties. I've never been in a club. I don't do clubs. I don't do that shit. Like, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying you're not supposed to do that. I'm just saying, for me personally, that shit sends... Oh, my God. It just brings... I can't do it. I can't... I can't do it. I don't know how y'all do it. <laughs> for y'all, social butterflies is just not my thing. I cannot do parties. Of course, I've been to, like, little child G-rated friendly parties when I was a kid, birthday parties and shit. But when it comes to adult parties, I, I just feel like I'm being... I feel like somebody threw me in a wild naked. That's literally how I feel. I feel like I, I feel like my titties is that. I feel like you can see all of my ass crack. I just feel like I'm thrown into, into a den, a lion's den. I really feel like I'm being thrown into the wild with a bunch of lions to attack me. So it's literally terrifying. Self-esteem issues, yes. I've, I've battled a, a lot of self-esteem issues. A lot. A lot. But that's a whole different episode for a whole nother time. Oh, guys, it's been real. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Honest Leo podcast with your girl, Miss Lolita Jane. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. This is my first official recorded episode, but my second episode overall. Make sure you check out all my content and um, fuck with me, okay? <laughs> fuck with me now. Fuck with me now. All right. Talk to y'all later. See y'all.